everybody, and welcome to the Change Your Thinking, Change Your Life podcast. My name is Michelle Burkhardt, and I'm your host. So today's episode is a continuation of yesterday's. We talked about good and evil and the perpetual possibility. So when you have more good, you have the possibility for more evil. And um, I had a couple people reach out and say, yeah, Michelle, but so what? That's a great idea, but what do I do as a person? And so I want to talk about that just a little bit. So... Um, Again, we live in a land of opposites, right? It's what do we do with those um, opposites that really makes a difference. So one of the things that we talk about in our 12 Universal Laws course, and then also in our upcoming Playground of the Mind course, um, is talking about how do you play around with these opposites and see various different perspectives, see that it's not black and white, but most things are gray, and then get to that point of so what? Uh, because that's really what matters. Um, it's not about that this thing is right or wrong or that thing is. Um, it's really about you as a person saying, yeah, but so what? Okay. So um, I'll give you an example because somebody asked me this question. They're like, okay, yeah, but I don't understand this, that there's evil and good. If something is good, how can it include evil? And I said, okay, well, first of all, let me share an example of um, evil is always in the good and good is always in the evil. So one of the things that, that I, um, many months ago, I saw this documentary and it was basically on the serial killer and they were trying to kind of understand, uh, from his viewpoint, why in the world would he have killed all these people? Um, so I really wasn't watching it myself. I just kind of came into the room and the girls were watching it, but I was struck by him because at that moment he was talking about, um, somebody had asked him, um, have you ever had the experience of unconditional love in your life? And it took him a while and he was describing the dog he had when he was a kid. Now, I truly believe that dogs are a gift from God um, to show us that unconditional love. I also believe cats are a gift from God to um, show us about boundaries and consent. Uh, but that's another episode. So um, <laughs> he was talking about this and I thought, you know, isn't that true? You know, we, we would like to look at this guy and say, uh, you know, he is a waste of a person. Right. At that point, I think he killed like 18 people. Listen. I'm not saying he's he's a he's a, a good guy or that we should have him in our community. Uh, I'm not here to debate that. What I'm saying is he's not all bad. There's some goodness in him. And that experience with his dog was part of the goodness of his life. Maybe the only part of goodness that he ever experienced. Okay. Now, let me share an opposite example, equal and opposite. Um, I don't know if you guys know this or not, but... Um, the years leading up to World War II and Hitler's, you know, domination of things, um, the Christian church, in particular the Lutheran church, uh, was very instrumental in setting up the systems that created all of that to happen. Now, it was a slow fade kind of a situation, uh, and they did it for safety, security, success kind of reasons, uh, but it is truth. And there's a ton of research and, and books and things out there. Um, if you look up the work by Susanna Heschel, H-E-S-C-H-E-L, um, she will help you dive into that if that's something you want to look into. Now, I'm not saying all the Lutherans are bad. I'm just saying in a system that was created for goodness, um, clearly there was something in there that was maybe not so good. Okay. Okay. 
Um, one of the things that, that um, Reinhold Niebauer said was the tragedies in human history, the cruelties and fanaticisms have not been caused by the criminals, but by the good people, by the idealists who did not understand the strange mixture of, listen to this, of self-interest and ideals, which is compounded in all human motives. So what does that mean? So what he's saying, remember when we talked about the ego yesterday and I said my, my um, biggest professional pet peeve was when people in authority bring their ego and they're not serving others. So what happened, especially in this, this Lutheran movement, I'll call it, is that um, there were a lot of institutional or organizational subconscious beliefs that led them to that moment. There were a lot of people who were saying, what is best for our people? and not looking at what is best for, for the highest good of all people involved. Okay, so their ego from a place of, of I'm not feeling safe or secure stepped in and said, this is what I need. It's the same exact thinking as if somebody comes in and says, well, I don't care what you need. Um, this is what I need and I'm going to do whatever I have to to make sure I get what I need. Um, and they're, they don't, they're not invested in finding a win-win-win solution. Okay. Um, it's the same type of thinking. And so this idea that there's good and bad and bad and good, right? Um, it happens everywhere. We need to understand that because oftentimes as humans, we're like, oh, you know, this one thing, whether it be a person, an institution, an organization, a job, um, oh, a habit, right? Um, like, why are we demonizing Oreos? I know it's a silly example, but why are we demonizing food anyway? Um, now, there are foods that are going to be better for you in, in certain quantities. I guarantee you that. But what does that mean to you? Right? Again, coming down to, to that idea. So human virtue is ambiguous at best, right? We've, we're dealing with egos, fears, conditioning, habits, awareness levels, right? And And that's the holy struggle of being a human. I'm not saying any of those things are bad because as we're wrestling through all of that, you know, if we're committed to being open, generous, um, willing, conscious, curious people, um, we're going to work through all of that. We can say to someone, hey, man, I am so sorry I said that one thing I was not thinking or, oh, man, I was really hangry. Uh, yeah, I'm so sorry about that. I should not have said that or done that. Right. So we can admit when we maybe you know, miss the mark a little bit because we're committed to being better people, right? We don't have to shame, blame, and guilt ourselves because we made a mistake. We can have a course correction rather quickly, okay? Now, what a lot of people try to do is define good and evil, right? This is clearly good. This is clearly bad. Um, and so I am going to do two things, separate them completely out. And so when someone, let's say a leader or, um, uh, you know, a significant other um, says something or does something that is not in your good column, you're like, I'm done, right? Again, within reason, obviously, but you get a lot of people who are church hoppers, job hoppers, spouse hoppers, um, because they don't see this good and bad altogether. They're trying to completely separate them. Okay. Guess what? You're going to have a very chaotic, dramatic, unstable life because you're going to find good and bad everywhere. Okay. 
Um, also, they get very challenged when you say that this person, and this, especially in our cancel culture, you know, um, very few times is there ever a person who, you know, things will come to light. And we as a society says, that is not who we want to be. We're changing things. We're not doing that. Right. But in the canceling of that person, we try to get rid of all of the good things that they did. That's the same example, just on the opposite end. Okay. We're all trying to do the best we can. So they try to separate the good and evil. And then what they try to do is kind of purify or cleanse all of the evil. Now, the problem is when you determine as a person, a group, uh, an organization, that this person, this group, this organization, this thought, this behavior is bad. And now you go into blame, shame, and guilting, judgment. Okay. And I mean, go back to a couple of episodes I've shared uh, about judgment in the, in the past week, and you'll understand that, you know, lots of people are judging me as a person because they have a very strong, good and bad column. And I, on the flip side, am looking at them going, even in your judgment, you're doing the best you can <coughs> see the difference. Okay. So what do we do? So this is the, so what part, what do we do? Because our ego is what I call an infinite enchanter. It's a romanticizer, right? Your ego is a uh, fiercely temptation, right? Um, it, and with unyielding resistance. So your ego is always going to come for you in a safety, security, success kind of format. And it will also tell you, look how awesome and amazing you are congratulations, look how good of a person you are. And when you start to listen to that, you're already in a trap. Now, again, I'm not saying that you're not awesome and wonderful and powerful and amazing. I'm not saying that at all. But humility is knowing who you are, knowing who you're not, knowing where it all comes from. So I can tell you all the things I'm good at. I can tell you a lot of things I'm not good at. And I can tell you, I don't deserve any of that. That was just how I was created. That's, that's what's happening in my life. Okay. So when I stay humble, um, it's better for me and everyone else involved. But when you start to listen to your ego and it's telling you, you are right all the time, that's a problem. Okay, because it's not about being perfect or right. It's about this understanding we all have good and bad, if you want to call it that. We're all doing our best. We're all trying to, you know, accept all of who we are and make adjustments accordingly. Right? So if I know I have an issue when my blood sugar gets low and I get hangry, I'm going to try to make sure my blood sugar doesn't get low. If I know that it's a pet peeve of mine when uh, people in authority bring their ego and I'm going into a meeting where that's all that's going to happen, you better believe me, I'm going to be doing some work to get myself ready to be in those rooms. You see what I'm saying? I know what's going to trip me up. And so I'm doing my own work. So the first thing that we need to do is this. So what is check yourself, check yourself, know yourself, what bothers you, what doesn't. Okay. What do you have squarely in your good column and squarely in your bad column? And ask yourself why, why do you consider those things good and the other things bad? You know, if you go to a church, why do you go to that church? Especially if you're still going to the church that you went to when you were a kid, why are you still going? Have you ever stopped to think about that? Okay. Um, the next thing is you have to be aware of others. You have to realize we're all doing our very best 
and no one is quote unquote perfect. Okay. We are all doing our very best and you will see that other people are going to drop the ball. But you as a person need to figure out what are you going to do when that happens? Not if, but when. And also just stop blindly trusting systems or groups or organizations. Realize there's good and bad and bad and good. Remembering that there's a greater possibility for more evil and more goodness. Just be aware. Okay. Um, so if you are unsure of, you know, kind of the next steps for yourself, like, um, uh, let's say you're, you're in a, a job or a relationship or you're within a part of a community organization or something like that, and you're not sure if there's good or bad within that group, would you find um, a friend that you can talk to and ask, you know, what, what, what things do you think I need to be aware of with this group? You know, what are the potential badness, if you will? Um, what, what do I need to look out for? Uh, I think that that would really help you. In other words, we're trying to use discernment here, right? Um, one of the things I think about is that it's a lot easier to discipline the body than it is to control the soul, right? We can, we can adjust our days. We can make choices for our habits. We can do all of those things to say, this is how I want to live life, which all of those things are great, by the way. But this idea of becoming a better person, a better person of character that has soul, that has integrity, um, that isn't just a decision. Okay. That's a, that's a working it out kind of thing. I'm not perfect, but I'm showing up everybody every day to do my work. Right. So knowing what's inside you and serving joyfully in whatever way you can is really dependent on what do you consider as good and what do you consider as bad and why, and where do, where is the overlap of those things and how does that show up for you? So again, this is a, a very, this is not, um, you know, very clear. Okay, but this is something that we as humans need to think about uh, because it has a direct effect on our own life and on the lives of those around us. Okay. Happy reflecting. Good luck. Go with God. Uh, that's, I don't know what else to say. Um, it, it's one of those um, paradoxes and contradictions and weirdness and wonkiness. Uh, that, that's the mystery of life that, you know, we're, we're just trying to to do the right thing. So um, if you need to talk through this, please reach out and let me know. And with that, I release you into the wild. Go forth and prosper. Have an amazing day. We'll catch you next time. All right. Bye-bye.